0: This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tire Power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. Follow us on Twitter at RabbitHoleSEN.
1: Welcome, everyone. It is Episode 9. Can't believe it. The Rabbit Hole. Uh, go at RabbitHoleSEN. And we're here thanks to Tire Power. Get your five-minute Safety check, it's free, and with the weather, it has turned. Wispy Watson, Tim, as I say good morning, or just hello, because you can listen to the rabbit hole <laughs> hello, in the morning or in the afternoon <laughs> whenever, or at
2: night. Whenever you choose to, Gary.
1: The weather's turned, Yeah, and it's turned in a big way, so get into tyre power now. Take. Yep. Why would you not take your car in and get mm. your tyres checked when you're putting the most valuable thing you own regularly in the car?
2: Would be silly not to, Gary. So go and do it. Do you check the tread on your tyres nah. ever? No. You should too.
1: Well, it's I, not hard to do. I you just car- run
2: your fingers around the top of the tyre. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Not with
2: while you. the car's moving.
1: I have the car regularly serviced. Yeah. Regularly serviced. Right, and I go to tyre power regularly.
2: Yeah, well, I go to your man Ian. So it's
1: like a, it's right. My man, I borrow, I lent him to you. He
2: was your man.
1: And. You, when I have them checked, they're mm. not going to wear the tread down in three weeks. No, you won't. That's right. No, so I you... do have them checked. No, I it's a good do...
2: idea. So Ian checks them for you
1: every time. Right. Three five minute tight safety check.
2: There you go. There you go. It's always worth dropping in and doing that.
1: How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, and so, we're getting ready for um. Just sorry. Just I'll just tell... before you do that. Well, you got a little text message. No,
2: I haven't got a text message. But well, you, you, you you mentioned something, and it just sort of jogged my memory. Or my mind about asking you about this. Probably should have it's done not this rundown. I probably should have done this off there, as opposed to doing it on here. But you said this is episode nine, did you? Is that right?
1: That's what it says here. Yeah.
2: How many did we sign? <laughs> How many are we supposed to?
1: oh <laughs> good question. Did you ever look at this the fine print on your contract? Oh, well, I, hey, anytime I get to talk with you. About a myriad of issues, yeah. I'm happy to do it.
2: I know that, but how many of these are we supposed I'm to be Open do? You ended.
1: Haven't, you haven't answered the open question.
2: ended. <laughs> I'm not.
1: Why not? I've got
2: a closed end. I've opened it at the beginning, but I'm closed towards the end. How many of these were you doing? 30. What's the reaction been so far? Overwhelming. Positive or negative?
1: Well, it's overwhelming. Because if it's negative, <laughs> we're
2: wasting our time doing
1: it. Well, it is what it is. And I'll stop right here. And we're going down rabbit holes. That's what the nature yes. of this uh, discussion for the next 40, 50, is that we will go down a rabbit hole. We're not sure where we're going to go or where we'll end up. But I do know this. It is Wednesday. We are heading off to Adelaide for Gather Round, which for those that may not be aware, it is a new innovation that the AFL have introduced to have for one round of football, Mm. being this round, to be played in one state, which is South Australia.
2: And we leave tomorrow.
1: Well, the whole footy
2: world's going over there. No, but we leave tomorrow. You and I do. yes. It's been occupying our minds for a lot longer than that, though, too, hasn't it? Because
1: Well, we used to travel regularly.
2: I am out of travel practice. That's the thing. I haven't travelled. You know what I I was thinking about? I haven't travelled for the football, for work, for over five years. Same.
1: Yeah. Same. No, you would have travelled within the last five years. I never travelled with radio um, here, and I very rarely travelled with Fox, maybe once a year with Fox. Right. I wasn't. I didn't do the interstate right. games, but it, when we were back at Channel Nine, those when we had the footy, mm. so and and on, when the radios used to travel, it was rigged like you, every it was weekend a, almost. So the routine, yep. was, You didn't even think about it. So we, often it would be footy show late finish, get up half weary, drive to the airport valet at Qantas, straight on the plane, bang away you go. Yeah, it's not that easy now.
2: No, I feel I'm, ner- I'm nervous. About I, well, I'm a nervous flyer. Anyway, as you know, right. I've spoken to you about that. Right. So I am nervous about flying, but I feel like I feel like I should have done a pre-season because I'm out of
1: well, you went away. I'm out of sync. You and Susie went away. You followed me, Nikki, up to Queensland. You yeah, I know, but Did that was a long for?
2: that was a long time ago, and under different circumstances, I've got to travel on my own. I don't have a touring party with me. I've got to get out to the airport yeah. on my own. It's been a while since I I don't have a driver anymore. <laughs> I've lost contact with uh, Sal, who used to be my driver. Used to have
1: a driver. I think he's
2: over in Turkey did at the moment. Did
1: you have a driver drive you to the airport?
2: We always did at Channel 7. So you would have, you would get Wankers. a, no, no, no. You'd have a yes. chauffeur car. A chauffeur? A chauffeur car, yeah.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, so somebody yeah. would pick no you up. No one chauffeured us around. Well, I bet they did. No, they didn't. So,
2: but yes, but you you wanted to drive yourself out to the airport because you don't like being in a car with somebody. Well, no, one I don't. I don't mind being in a car with Sal or or Raj, who is Dennis's driver, who I picked up briefly as my driver, and then I stopped have moving. A listen in the to States.
1: this. Have a listen to him and waxing lyrical about his driver. But so you what you go out with the rest of the Channel Seven team together? Or? No,
2: no, you have your own driver. So and you everyone had your own. their
1: own car. You could, yeah, because everybody's oh, no going to- No wonder the share price plummeted. <laughs> Every, that's, unbel- that's, a wa- that's a waste of money. Well,
2: you may think that, but we're, well, all do going, you think that. we're all going to the airport at different times, and we've been picked up at different times, well, why, and we go to different places. Why didn't
1: you drive to Channel 7 and get one Raj to pick you up? Because oh, we yeah.
2: did not want to go at the same time. We all have different flights that we want to take, and everybody had the opportunity to book a flight. When they wanted to go, not necessarily when everyone else wanted Did, to go. Is there
1: any chance that you got... Could... Raj is
2: not my driver, by the way. Who is it? Raj is Dennis's driver. Oh. Who's de- Well, he was Dennis's driver. I can't driver, believe this. I can't believe And they became here. great, mate. Now he's Hamish's
1: driver. Well, Hamish's got a driver. He's got... Well, Raj is his driver. Well, he's pinched Dennis's driver. And Das Raj drives nah, Das as well. Hang on. I'm drawing the line. Das hasn't got a driver. It, well, he's got a Raj. What's going Is there any danger at you at Channel 7 of just lost sight of, you know, what, what life's all about? No.
2: Well how, else do, you, around town how else do you get out to the airport? Drive. Well yeah, and then you go to the bus. Oh yeah, but you you drive to the airport. You get a bus. You throw your keys to, to knack a bag
1: and say, okay, go and park this and I then know. you
2: turn back up again and then it's N- there for not you. Not anymore. This is a much better way of doing it.
1: No, this is extraordinary for me. I can't I, just, I can't get my head around
2: it. Raj is not my driver by the way. Sal was my no, driver. No, the
1: fact that you've got any driver that picks you up, chauffeur-driven style, and takes the Channel Seven footy team individually out to the airports. It's not that unusual that people no, use it is in the comment in the modern day. It is that is a, a blatant waste of money. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's, that's go together or drive yourselves.
2: Well, if. We were instructed to go together to get to the airport one, and meet at a designated a spot. Big, we would all revelation do that. We
1: would all do that. Tim gets everyone gets a chauffeur individually. for Channel Seven to travel.
2: Anyway, I'm the not sure. This. I'm not sure if I've got Raj that's picking me up tomorrow or not.
1: And then where do you go when you get? Well, to I'm going airport. to
2: Adelaide, and I've got another driver picking you're, up you're in Adelaide. I know you're going,
1: but when you go to the airport, you like Brian Taylor, Brian likes to travel. You see him momentarily, no. and then he goes straight to the gate because he wants to be first man on. That's he, a does. Fact.
2: he does. He does. He, he likes to do and that. And first off. But you know,
1: we all travelled
2: at different times, and we got to this wonderful place of respecting each other's privacy. So, Dennis even had a conversation with me one day. He sat me down. He said, Look, if we find each other in the goal, we own the lounge together. Before a flight. In the,
1: in the pre, pre, premium business class? No, not the, pre, no, no.
2: The, the, yeah, like the same business lounge that we all yeah, go to. Okay, lounge. so don't make it sound business like it's anything lounge. different yes. than
1: what you do. Yes. Okay. I, I'm in the food court at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're well, Den- have this
2: conversation, be
1: honest. What did Dennis say to you in Dennis, the premium lounge? Dennis said, this be after you got Dennis
2: said there. that we know each other well enough that if we find each other in the room together, If I don't want to talk to you, it doesn't mean to say that I don't want to talk to you. It's just that I like to have my own space around me. That's all. This is
1: the greatest revelation. (laughs) The Channel 7. And I love that. I love that
2: when you can establish a relationship with somebody and they can
1: observe that. The Channel 7 prima donnas who get chauffeured. What's prima donnerish about that? Well, being chauffeur driven in in individual cars for a start. (laughs) Then into the premium lounge where you don't acknowledge each hang on, other, hang on. and you have your own space for a hang start. On. It's not a premium lounge. <laughs> I, uh, next thing it's you, the
2: same lounge that you go to. Next thing,
1: you're going to tell me you've got your own rooms.
2: Uh, no, no, we haven't. But um at, there was a time there hang where there was a time there where Virgin had that special lounge but, at some of their airports, which you sort of had to have a special code to get into, which you had. I didn't have it, but people i travelled with a couple of times had it because they were connected to other people. Good job and we went you. in there and we had like a full three-course meal, specially prepared by Oh, well, you had a chef. <laughs> oh, no.
1: All <laughs> right, so let's walk this <laughs> through. So the chauffeur... Oh, yeah. chauffeur hey, no,
2: Virgin <laughs> have shut that down. chauffeur
1: like knocks that. on the door, Tim, it's yeah. Your car's ready. Yeah. So then Tim comes out, jumps in the chauffeur-driven car, goes straight to the airport, straight to the premium. No, business. no, no, hang
2: on. You missed a bit out. What? Raj picks up my bag oh, and puts it yeah. well, into that's the a boot. a yeah.
1: Then you go straight to the premium lounge where mm. you don't acknowledge your fellow commentators, but you come together for a show chauff- for a chef to cook you a pre-flight meal. A couple of times,
2: that and then
1: then when you get to your destination, mm. this time being Adelaide, do you have your own room or do you share? Whereabouts? Where you sleep? No,
2: you have your own room. You yeah, oh, yeah, now you've got your own room. Well, you, well don't tell me when you've travelled with Nine yes, and Triple M, yes. you've doubled up Bunks, in a room.
1: Bunk, bunk, bunk beds. <laughs> Top to tail. That is unbelievable. I can't believe that. Anyway, it's good. I, it's I can't it, believe- That's how the other
2: half live. No, it's not. It because
1: is. You, it, all Do you honesty, fly up the front?
2: All honesty. Up the front? Uh, no, we don't anymore. No, we don't. No. We did. Once upon a time, all of us did. But then the only flight that we, the only time that we ever flew up the front was the longer leg trip, which was to WA. But then there were others we would spot on the plane from time to time who had different managers, and they had stipulated as part of their contract, their new contract, that they would fly up oh, the smart. front, which caused a little bit of consternation. Oh, well, not really. Well, it does when you're walking past somebody and they're all in already in seat one A, but- Brian. And he's sitting alongside <laughs> someone else that's in seat one B alongside him, James. James, and you're going to the back of the plane.
1: Like, well, the other point which can be lost mm. is that the the. In this case, Channel 7 will pay for your flight, and if you want to pay the difference between that and a business class seat, then you're entitled. Well, you can do that if you want to. Well, that's you, what happens. You can do that that's if you want to. That's what wanted. used to happen from a radio point of view, anyway. Yeah, but you,
2: you, what are you, what are you talking about? You guys, and you know who you are, you used to charter planes and fly Cheaper. in little Learjets. Cheaper. Little Learjets. Cheaper. Cheaper for who? For the, for the network. What cheaper than your
1: business class tickets? That's why cheaper to fly in and out, and then you don't have accommodation for ten people. You don't have accommodation for your cars and your chauffeurs that you used. So you go in. So
2: you're telling me that the chartering of a Learjet had, would have been cheaper. I I had, a six seater. How big was the Learjet? That must have been eight seater. Were they? They were jets. Yes. Was a plane? How quickly did it fly?
1: Yeah, bigger wankers we sound. (laughs) We've done 12 minutes of being a wanker. That's okay. Yes, we did. I didn't do the math on it. No, I just do. I used to do what I was told. Right. And they said, "You're not flying domestic here. We're going to get this plane to get you in. Yeah. You'll go the game, and it'll get you home. So we don't have to pay for accommodation or any of those other stuff. And it was it was cheaper.
2: Right. Okay. Anyway, what we're about flying your, this weekend. Yeah, what about your packing? Because this has been the other part to this whole journey <laughs> over the weekend, which is causing me a lot of heart. I, I think it's
1: causing me. you. Well, I've got Because functions. I want to take. I
2: only want to take carry-on, okay? I don't want to go in luggage department. Well, you got to take a suit. Gr- yeah, exactly. I can take on a carry-on in a suit bag, which I think I'm going to still be carry able to on get. carry-on and a suit bag. Well, I'll have a carry-on yeah. and a suit bag, Right. okay? So in my suit bag, because I've got to do the news over there two nights in a row, I've got to have... Uh, one, I'm going to, I've cut it down to one blazer and two shirts with two tires, right? So that's in my...
1: What about pantage? Because you're a stand-up operator now. I saw that on the news. You were no,
2: start, but when we... standing up. We do that in the, on the news set, we do that and you've got to do the full body. But when you go on the road, it's just the top half. So I can get away with Stretching the jeans and stuff. It's okay. What I'm, about there shoes? For two, I'm there for two days. I've got to go for a walk and exercise, exercise as well. So I've got to take some sneakers and some other gear and some smalls. Some, some athlete leisure gear. Some socks and a, and a going out outfit as well. have well, got to go out. I've got a George function on the Friday. Well, just so wear, we're going wear, down We're going down to the Barossa.
1: Where what you're doing, wearing on the I think room. it's a
2: casual. I think it's a casual. Cashmere? Well, I've, I've got the cashmere ready. I've had a look at the temperatures over there in Adelaide. It's cashmere- uh, Friendly. Friendly, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm hoping that I can fit all that in a- in a carry-on.
1: Well, you won't because the antler bloke sold his business, so you won't get the extra big antler to carry on these days. So it'll be a struggle. I'm a bit the same. What are you going to do? Well, I've got to have a suit. A carry-on? A suit and a blazer. That's mm. what I need. But and you've and got your big
2: – Well, you've got you. You've been told though that it's going to be a little bit chilly yeah, over there I'm and they're that. talking about your three-quarter length cashmere. Yeah,
1: I'm going to wing it. I'm not packing the cashmere into a tight suit baggage like now, have that. You got a double, a crease.
2: Have you got a double-breasted three-quarter length cashmere?
1: It's called a peacock coat. A pe... No, it's a, a peabody. Peabody. No, no it's it a peacock. Peacock, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not wearing a peacock. I've got a long three-quarter length. No, it's a fashion. peacoat. What it's called? It's not a peacock. A peacoat. It's a peacock. I'm well, not wearing that either. <laughs> it's not a peacock. I don't wear. You a,
2: look like a peacock. I don't
1: wear a peacock <laughs> or a peacoat.
2: Just, just to put a, uh, a full, full stop, stop on no, all this, please. where are you staying over there in Adelaide?
1: I'm staying at the Hilton.
2: Where's that? Don't know. Because I want that to be nice and close within walk- walking distance of where I'm staying. Yeah.
1: Well, where are you We're staying, staying at the Stanford Plaza. Oh, yeah. No, we used to stay there. Yeah. That's a bit it's... down market from where we're staying.
2: Right. We're opposite the casino part there in Adelaide, which is a nice walking distance over the Torrens River to li- the stadium.
1: So I'm not listening at the moment. I've just got a, I got a message comes through. From, from my, where? From my bookkeeper. Right. You know that credit card that got hacked? Mm-hmm. Looks like it's gonna you know it's already cost me already cost me dearly with Telstra. I told you about that did last you fix week.
2: that up though last week no so you've shifted to are you go have you gone to Optus not yet
1: oh yeah okay that's not as bad right no I haven't fixed that up yet because I went back yeah. to fix it up the next day and the, there's no one in the shop and they said I said oh here because we've done all the paperwork mm. And I had to go and make the change the payment. I did that, made the payment. So right. I said, all Right, I'm coming just pick up the phone and the paperwork. And they said, Make an appointment. Right. I said, I beg your pardon. You've
2: got to make an appointment. Yeah. So Didn't you threaten to go to though? I did not threaten. And then you found out about the phone coverage. No,
1: I did not. I never threatened that. At <laughs> yes, all. She did. No, I didn't. <laughs> hey, we were talking off air this morning. About the truth. The newspaper the truth, yeah. yeah.
2: Because you're a news, the old truth.
1: Yeah, you're a news. You're I was a paper a boy,
2: boy, paper boy when I was a kid.
1: That wasn't that the most salacious um, publication going around for a young lad. Well, back in the day, if
2: my memory serves me correctly, it, it came out on a Tuesday and a Thursday, twice a week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the truth came out twice a week.
1: I, I never got it, so I just had to, I had right. to wait at Dad's garage because Dad had a Ford dealership in Caiabram, and then. The, So the toilets up at the showroom, where Mm. the salesmen and the spare parts were, were pristine. But Mm. down the showrooms, where the mechanics were, down the other end, you were always good for a truth in the bottom, in the on the floor of the (laughs) toilet down there. So that's where I used to go down as a young fella, hoping to get a reasonably fresh edition of the truth. How long did you spend in the small (laughs) house? Two hours, (laughs) two days. The um which was a, I don't know, it was a made up club, they used to employ somebody. And they had the, the topless photo, which wouldn't wash today.
2: On page three, uh, three if my memory says. <laughs> <laughs> As a paper boy, the routine was the papers would get dropped off uh, at about seven o'clock. Mm. And the paper boys would sit around on their bikes waiting for all the papers to arrive, sometimes before the shop. How many paper boys were there? Oh, there probably a were. A posse, a paper boy. Well, there's probably five or six operating at any one time in Dimbullah. So the that? whole town had to be covered by delivery of papers. Right. And so the papers would get dropped off and we'd open up. They'd come in sort of big bundles. We'd open up and uh, would scavenge around to find the truth. And then how yeah, I many truths were being disseminated? There was only about it. four or five truths that actually were delivered mm. to them. All of you know the
1: families that they were going. All of them, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They all a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we all had to. What we did was because we didn't want to see the uh, proprietor of the news agent, the boys reading the truth. So you would hide them inside a Herald Sun copy smart. or an Age. Yeah, smart. You'd read the necessary parts yep. of the truth. Yep. Then you'd hand it on to the next paper boy. And so you wanted to make so sure... it was well read by the time it got the Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. There was no print left on it. <laughs> and the page three girl <laughs> looked, like, looked like it was just a head and legs. <laughs> 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 and sometimes once a month, there'd be the Playboy or the Penthouse magazine as well, which required Sheesh. a lot more time. That's next level. So stuff, you'd have to right? get there early. To uh, bundle up your papers before you took off.
1: Do you know what else was in there? Jack Dyer's column, so beautifully titled. Jack Dyer was a, a legend. Listening, but would know he he was the inspiration for the Footy Show photo. You know the the logo. Of the yeah, footy the great. Show? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So captain, coach at Richmond, hmm. became a media megastar with Lou Richards and Bobby Davis with league teams. It was world of sport. He was the gnarly old fella that yeah. used to have a turn of phrase. His column was. What are you talking about, Louie? Yeah, he famously said he reached his hands out like two giant testicles <laughs> instead of tentacles.
2: Anyway, that's Well, they said to him, What are you having for dinner tonight? I'm going to have some of that spaghetti, spaghetti, marijuana.
1: <laughs> that's him. That's him. Anyway, his column was called. His name was Dyer, D Y E R. His column was called Diarrhea. Dyer, apostrophe E R E. Magnificent, How good was that? magnificent, and yeah, that very much it. compulsive
2: rooting. That was too. <sighs> uh, you mentioned the footy show there, which is a way for me to ask it. Well, I reckon I didn't see all of the episodes of the footy show. I saw a lot yes, of the footy did. show over the year. I drifted in and out. That type of thing. I had you on. I didn't watch when we lost the football to Channel 9. I stopped watching it during that five year period. It was too painful. It it. was too painful for me to see it because you're taking the mickey out of us all the time anyway, and I couldn't watch it. Anyway, I was watching one night and you had when Croft was dressed up as the old man in the bed. That was funny. And that was some of the funniest stuff.
1: Can we play a little bit of that? We'll just set it up. We'll, We'll tell you how it came out. So you asked me about this. So Shane Crawford was, I love working with people who keep come up with ideas, yeah. right? And he would come up with an idea every week, and he'd run it past me mainly, and then we'd go and pitch it or whatever. And most of the stuff they go, nah, nah, stupid, too hard. Mm. But then he said, well, what about if I get made up properly as this old bloke, and then and then it just grew, right? So he gets the makeup like the full. Um, jackass style, you know, old man makeup. Yeah. took him ages and ages. Right. And in the end, it just was unbelievable.
2: Did you see him close up? Oh, yeah. The look, was it that good? Did yeah. you, was it hard to tell yeah. that it was Shane Crawford? Yeah. I don't think you could tell. Yeah.
1: So the setup is he's in, there's a house in Hawthorne. There's a big old house in Hawthorne, and out the back was a self contained uh, unit. unit. And then there was a driveway, an alleyway behind it. So we had our, the, the the Channel Nine bus was in the on the driveway with all of the production stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and I was to sit in there. Croft's in bed as an old man who's really sort of sick. He's in this bed. We had this actress employed, this actress who was the daughter of Croft. And then the the thing was that he was an old say in this instance Melbourne supporter, and that. Could Melbourne send a couple of their players out because he's not very well, <clears throat> and he's you know he's yeah. giving membership and all that. So there was four clubs we got: Melbourne, Carlton, the Bulldogs, and St Kilda, I think. One of the players was in on the joke, and the other one wasn't. Right. And did
2: this take a long time to set up? Oh no, like unbelievable. Forever, yeah.
1: So then, and I was mic'd up to Shane. Right. So Cross lying in the bed, in a big double bed in the you know in his room yep. with, the, with the doona and all. And then when Melbourne came in, there was all Melbourne <laughs> paraphernalia. And then I could say, I could talk to him and he had new earpiece yep. in. And then in this, it was the first one, Jack Watts, is that the first one we got? So Jack Watts and Bernie Vince from Melbourne come to the thing. Jack Watts is in on the joke, so he knows exactly what's going on. Bernie's got no idea. Oh, Jack was in on it. Yeah, so one of the right. players is in on it, the other one's not. They come in, knock on the door to the lady, oh, and she, she'll go, oh, she pretends she knows nothing about yeah. oh, you Hi, know, I'm, I'm Jack Watts, this is Bernie Vince, we're here to see. What was his name? Oh, yeah, but he had a name. Norman. Anyway, you'll find out. Norm, I think it was, yeah. Was it? And then they walked into the bedroom, and then he's just sitting there like you know, looking like an 89-year-old man, and then they start talking to him, and then it all unfolds. So we've got a little bit of Jack Watts. So just on that point, yeah.
2: you've got... Croft has an earpiece. Yep. You've got access to him. So I'm talking Are you t- giving him instruction all the way through? Yeah, yes, so
1: I can tell him what he had a few he had a fart, yep. we had a fart machine. <laughs> we had um we had a books there for him to be Oh, the best part was that they – the lady was unbelievable. Mm. The actress is unbelievable. She would have the two boys there and she go, "Oh, sorry, so I've just got to go out. Um there's his soup there. Could you yep. would you mind feeding a little bit of soup and yep. so Jack Watts who's in on it, go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And Bernie Vince is going, "What?" As if I'm going to feed, and then Jack would go, the lady would go out of the room, and Jack would be going, God, feed him, feed him, feed him, I'm feeding him. I'm feed him, him, feeding him some soup. So he'd give him some soup, and I'd go, spit it at him. <laughs> so Crawford go, <laughs> spit it out. That's how it went. And it, Anyway, here's some of uh, Jack Watts and Bernie Vince and old man Crawford.
0: Uh, this is no, no Jones today, no. Jack Watts? What? what? <laughs> What? Jack Watts.
1: What? What? You know Jack Watts. What? what? Jack Watts. Who? Jack Watts. Barry. So, he's saying, <laughs> Bernie's introducing Jack Watts. He's going, "This is Jack Watts," and I'm saying to Corf, "Say what?" So Bernie's going, "Jack Watts," and Corf goes, "What?" Jack oh, no. It's not so good on radio. you got to watch it. The facial expressions of the boys, it's just priceless. I don't know what other ones we got here. The best one was Mitch Wallace in the end. So it plays Have we got some of Mitch? Yes. Yeah, so it plays itself out to the point where um, – yeah, he's got magazines. He's got a Playboy right. magazine. He's, he's got a book too, though. He? Oh yeah, no, to, um, they made him read. Have we got that? Got a reading? Is this from Bernie reading? So Bernie Vince, the lady says, "Oh, he really likes if someone reads to him. Could you read to him, Bernie?" And Bernie sort of goes, oh, "Yeah." Now Bernie was fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful natured Bernie. He goes, he's not onto
2: it though, has he? No,
1: no. no. So he goes, "Yeah, I'll read." it. anyway, she goes out of the room, and Bernie <laughs> reads.
0: This is the first time oh. I've touched him here. <laughs> <laughs> he's firm. <laughs> Works up bad mind. Now, get to
1: the good stuff. But
0: <laughs> he really softens the vibe. Oh. Uh-huh. The good stuff.
1: Start <laughs> <laughs> <Is> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Don't, he murmurs, then kisses me lightly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So that's you there saying moan.
1: Is that right? So the book's Fifty Shades of Grey, right? So the lady goes here, read to him, leaves the room, and Bernie thinks it's um, like a crime novel. So he starts reading, oh, she touches him (laughs) lightly, and he's looking at Jack what is this? And then I'm going to Shane, moan. So he goes, and then Bernie starts like, oh, no. Anyway, the washout was that um, uh, Mitch Wallace was in there, with Jake Stringer, I think was at the time. And Mitra Mitch is, a beautiful man yeah. as well. And he's just going out of his way to do whatever he can for Ernie or Bernie or whatever his name is. And at the end they go, <laughs> the lady says, Oh, that's his you know, that's his medicine or something like this. And and she goes, Yeah, you know, don't give him the medicine or give him the medicine, whatever. And she walked out of the room and then <laughs> Jack goes, you give him the um Jake Stringer said, Give him the medicine, give him the medicine, gives him the medicine and it effectively kills him, right? So he gives him the medicine. Then Shane just starts going like, into a convulsion and falls out of the bed on the ground. Well, Mitch Wallace, like the look on his face of sheer terror and he's screaming out for the lady to come back in and then I charge him in the, in the doctor's outfit. And I go, what have you done? What have you done? And what happened then is the realisation is they look and they know it's me and then they're thinking, "I've killed this guy, this old bloke," and it, like it takes ten seconds. They What's go, Gary doing here? Yeah, what, what, what? And then the then the look of realization comes over their face. It's the funniest thing I've ever been.
2: It's like. hilarious.
1: It yeah. is hilarious.
2: Did that take? It was that all done in one day, one yes. afternoon? Yeah. Well, it must have been a long afternoon a long to get all day. that material. Four of
1: them. I think Patrick Cripps and and Juddie did did one. So Chris Judd <laughs> took a young Patrick Cripps in. And then, oh, I can't remember the St. Kilda one. But anyway, it was very funny. Shane was a very, very talented in that manner. And um, yeah.
2: He, he. He's got some great acting talent,
1: hasn't he? he yes. Yeah, he's really clever, really clever man. And creative. That's the thing, you know, we work with lots of people and there's all different sorts of people in the media.
2: Yeah. People, a lot of people who just want to be told what to do exactly. and they turn up and they and they do it and, and they do it really, it really well. well yeah, yeah. Really, really well. Yeah. And then there are others that keep wanting to, why don't want it. you just sort of push the boundaries a little bit here and we can do this and yeah. be creative and,
1: you know, why don't you put this on your brook? Like there are all different types that work in the media. It was like the House of Bulger stuff, yeah. you know, which was half, I don't know whose idea it was, but Shane took that and ran with it and just absolutely loved it. You, know, you would come up with ideas left, right and centre. Um, I'm not sure it was Bradley Hill, was it? Um, Bradley Hill from St Kilda. I'll find out who it was from St Kilda. Um, but it was, it was very funny. He was very funny at the time.
0: You're listening to The Rabbit Hole for tyre power. Get your free five-minute tyre safety check.
1: We introduced you last week to... An unbelievable piece of um, audiovisual equipment that came our way. It was a video that Tim did when he uh, finished and retired from his uber-successful career with the Essendon Footy Club. It was a long career. Uh, that had, it spanned 50. You started when you were 15, finished mm. when you were.
2: Um, well, started in 1977 and had a year off, but finished in 1994. Right, 17
1: years. Yeah, 17, 18 years. And the so Tim then sat down with Sandy Roberts in front of an open fire and recounted every one of those 17 years. It went for what <laughs> appeared to be 17 years. It was an hour and 40 minutes of Tim talking about himself. Brutally but, honest, though. <laughs> which I'll be brutally honest. It was as boring as – <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was great. I loved it. Not everyone was a, you know, as enamoured because what happened is that you went it was a long walk down memory lane, wasn't it? Well, that, we had. It was a DVD, Gary. Like it was, it was, it was a long. It started. It was a long DVD. It started when you were like six Well, if or you're going to
2: ask somebody their life story, mm. then you've got to go right back to the beginning yeah. and then do it in chronological order, which
1: Sandy did quite magnificently, and you were very engaged in. And I've known you since as a well. very modest man, like heartthrob at the time, turned into a like a metrosexual, sort of, older, very good-looking man. This one interests me it's because you the... What's this one? They came to do a photo shoot of the Wisp when he was a young, I... stribbling, and um, with the Herald, well, with the Sun, I think it was.
2: No, it was the Herald. Is this the one with yeah. Mike Sheen?
1: With the Herald, was it? Yeah,
2: the Herald. Which yeah. is big. Back in the afternoon, it used to be ve- delivered.
1: Very big time this was. So let's have a listen to how this played out.
2: I remember I, it was about dusk and someone from the
3: sun came to take my photo and I put on nestle and jumper that I found inside and yeah, did a bit of a, a jog up the hill. And um, I woke up the next morning, I was pretty nervous, and I thought, well, I'll just sort of go through the page, the papers and just see where this photo's in there. I started back and turned the pages, you know, not a cracker, and I thought, oh, God, you know. It's not even in there. And so then I turned you know, after I finished reading all the sports pages, I turned, turned over the front to see what was actually happening in the world. And there was my picture on the front page. <laughs> and I thought, you know, if I hadn't been nervous enough at that point to actually sort of see yourself on the front, front page of the Sun thinking, you know, this is a bigger deal than I actually thought it was.
1: Oh, you just had to work that
3: Can we just unpack that? Oh,
2: come on. Can we just unpack How that? How old were you? That was before my first game. So So on the fifteen on Friday before I played my first game, right? That's when they sent the photographer around to take that photo, right? For their old son. It was on dusk. That's when you got your S and jumper out. And that's when I got my S and jumper out. But that's all I have already talked (laughs) about doing a paper round. So as a like papers were very close to my heart. Hang
1: on. The photographer comes out. Yeah. You're 15. You're playing the next day.
2: I'm playing my first game Honestly, the next eh? day against right. Richmond at
1: Waverley. So yes. he says, listen, uh, Tim, I wouldn't mind an action shot. Yes. So what would you do? Oh, hang on. I'll go and get me Essendon jumper on. No. I That's wouldn't what you said. Have, I wouldn't have said it like that. Though. You said. Oh, I
2: get- would have said, okay. And okay. he would have said, "Can you have you got an Essendon jumper and here? And you went
1: damn straight, I have. And you, it you ran up my- your bedroom.
2: No, I didn't have one. It was Barry Keem, the guy whose place I was living
1: at and boarding at at the time. It was his jumper. He said, Barry, couldn't give me a lend of your Essendon <laughs> Accident jumper? Could you? I've got, me, I've got a photo here with the sun. <laughs> And Barry said, "Yeah, you can use my <laughs> jumper." So you ran up quickly. You put your S and jumper, yes. and you ran back down. He said, "What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do?"
2: And he said, "I want you to run out there in the street." You said, "Up," you said, you, "You made me run up the hill." It was a slight incline. That's I you ran in a puff halfway through <laughs> the second quarter. You're doing sprints up the hill the
1: night before.
2: <laughs> it took half an hour to get it right. <laughs> and so you. So you, that's exactly what happened. So the next day. And no, no, hang
1: on, hang on. Were you happy with this with the way the shoot went?
2: Well, a shoot was a shoot. No. Like I was, I wasn't. It wasn't something that I was familiar with back no. in the day. But you were pretty keen, keen to do
1: it. You went and grabbed your jumper, quick sticks, and went well, outside.
2: Well, I I was always obliging. I did what I was asked to do as a kid. You would have been. thinking I was about raised that way. The next if somebody asked you to do something, you do it because yeah. they are an
1: adult. But you're debuting the next day. You would have been. You would have had a lot on your plate. Though. Well, You I would did. have been wanting to worry. All you wanted to worry about was the game tomorrow. But there you are doing photo shoots.
2: Well, as I said, I was nervous enough at the time, and then they turned up and they said, "Okay, this is what we <laughs> want you to do." And yeah. then I thought, "Okay, what's well, going to be in the paper tomorrow?" I opened up the paper. I went down to the milk bar, bought the paper, came a back. Half past five morning, three thirty in the morning. Pretty <laughs> really excited? Oh, well, of course I was excited. I'm playing my first game of Earthfell football game. I'm excited. The morning of I'm your excited. Day,
1: yes, there it is, a 15 year old prodigy that the whole of the football world is just beside themselves about seeing this kid. Well, play.
2: you say that, but I, that hey, wasn't something that I, I, I was thinking at
1: the time. It. No, but I'm saying this is exactly what was happening. So you've sprinted down to say, oh, "Have a look at the old whispers <laughs> uh, making his debut as a 15 year old." I'll get a little bit of back page action here. You've got the paper out and you've gone, ah, oh, mm. bastards. Thought I'd be yeah, on the back.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Not even on the second back.
2: Nah, third back. What, what I, the, went back blo- I went <laughs> all the way back to the what's obituary. I went all the way back to the obituary. What's that bloke you're
1: living with, name?
2: Barry Keem.
1: Ah, oh, Barry. They haven't even put me in the paper. So you crack the brace of mm. bits and then... <laughs> I slammed
2: the paper down. No,
1: you know what I love most about that, grab? You go... yeah, And then... You know, I thought I'd turn the name to the front to see what's happening in the world. Like you. Like you were, you as a 15-year-old from Dimboola wanted to know what was happening I'll, in the I've world. Al- I've always been interested. In disgust. Always been interested. Having got through to the race results, in <laughs> disgust. No, obituary. Got you thought, they've left me out and you would slam the paper down, and lo and behold, there's front page whispers.
2: There is. <laughs> Can I add a little bit to that too? Because I didn't actually put it in that grab. What? So on the way to the game, mm-hmm. you know that they used to have sort of like the big lift outs that they'd put outside the milk bars and the newsagents and that?
1: Hero, come mm-hmm. again and get an arrow.
2: Well, there's the wisp on the way to going down Mount Alexander Road. <laughs> I look across to my right, there's a milk bar, and there's the wisp.
1: Outside the bar. On, on the, the front. B- on the billboard. On the billboard. On the billboard. Right, oh, no, so let me just work this through. <laughs> Barry's is Barry driving to the game?
2: No, mum and dad drove down from Melbourne to pick me up right. and take me to the game. So MCG? Waverley. Oh, no, so you got to go out the Waverley. Long drive. You imagine how many milk bars and newsagents we passed <laughs> oh, on the way out there. So by the
1: time we to the Waverley, he's got a head like a... A boarding <laughs> house pudding. Boarding house pudding. So then you go out there mm-hmm. and <clears throat> play against Richmond. Richmond. First game. Yeah. Did any of the Tigers go, have a look at you, fat Ed Watson? Think of, <laughs> no. How good do you reckon you are? No. She's so much kinder. They them. were
2: very kind. They, were very, they knew that I'd barry it for Richmond as a kid. That's why.
1: Did you Have you still got that front? Did Alan and Edna take that front page and uh, get a little um, sort Mum's of- Mum's got a scrapbook. A framing? Mum has
2: a scrapbook, but I don't know that
1: that's in it, actually.
2: You, I don't think it is. Uh, what? I yeah. don't think that's in the scrapbook. That photo that was on the front page, I know that's in the scrapbook, but I don't think the whole billboard, I don't think we ever got a copy no, of the No, I wasn't billboard. asking about the billboard. Well, what do you want to know then?
1: I want the front page is, is... Of
2: course it is. Is, is it, it being course... framed? it hasn't been framed. It's in the scrapbook. Front page whispers at 15 <laughs> hasn't been framed. <laughs> you know the old news pic thing that used to go Damn on straight. the front page of the Herald Sun? Damn that's me. just above it, just above it.
1: All right, so there's the bummer from <laughs> the bush. Disa- it was in black and white, which is disappointing
2: because today it might be in colour.
1: So there he is. He's his front page debut mm. as the fifteen year old. So you got you've negotiated your first few. Are we not? Pl- are we playing more grabs from this? I've we? got another one. Okay. Barry Davis is your coach. Yeah. Then he gets replaced.
2: No, he's not the coach then. When he no, was no, a coach, Bill Stevens was the coach back in nineteen. Well, then so Barry
1: Davis. Then Barry Davis. And then Barry gets replaced by Kevin Sheedy. And this is the wisp.
3: Now Barry Davis was a great coach. I I really, you know, I really enjoyed the time he was coach, and i I wore his number and. I think he, felt he had a special interest in me as a player. But Sheeds arrived and he totally transformed the place from day one. He turned up in early October, which was just unheard of at our club because guys really didn't want to put their runners on before Christmas. You know, he had the scales out and he was weighing, having everyone weighed and all these sorts of things and um, we were sort of thinking, you know, what's going on here? I mean, why are we being weighed? It's as, as if... Matters if you weigh thirteen stone seven or you weigh weigh thirteen stone eight about playing football. And then he said, "Okay, we start training next week in October." And you can imagine how excited the players were about that prospect.
1: And clearly, recovering from a very nasty nose (laughs) injury at the time, you must have that problem. I didn't realise I had a heavy
2: cold when we recorded.
1: So can you imagine that? Kevin Sheedy took over.
2: He took over in October.
1: Do you know what I? I, Extraordinary I, scenes. I have to interpret this, right? Right, okay. Because what's I, your interpretation? That uh, you had the real bracing bits because um, Barry Davis took a special interest in you mm-hmm. and now he's no longer there. So you were a bit nervous.
2: No, incorrect. He took a special interest yes, in you. Yes, but I took a special interest in Kevin because I had followed his career. So I no know. one... No one at Windy Hill was more excited than I was when he was named coach there. No one. Then you did the big preseason. We did. We did a massive preseason. And you know, like he just, you know, he just came in like a a tsunami, tornado, a a tornado, a whirlwind, like a
1: a, not a a tsunami, a
2: a willy willy. willy. He came in like a willy willy. (laughs) He willy willy. He willy willy. He blew the joint up, and it was great though. Even though we're training hard, you know, like five nights a week, all that sort of stuff, it was fantastic. He said he coached in his footy boots. He did. He did. <laughs> in
1: his first... That first,
2: the first game, the first game that he coached yeah. was Essendon against Geelong down at Cadenia Park. Yeah. Okay, This was the first game for points. Yeah. And at that stage, he wanted to dress. He watched a lot of the, um, the soccer managers, you know, and at that time they used to wear a uniform, a track suit and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so they... he thought he would do the same. So he had a black S, he had a black tracksuit over top of his Essendon gear socks what, all he had, pulled up. He had Essendon gear on. Yes, he had Essendon gear. He had a jumper. <laughs> he had shorts. He didn't have his footy boots. He had sh- socks and footy boots. He wore footy boots. <laughs> I'm sure there's a I, I am sure there is a photo of him somewhere. It didn't last for very long, but really? that's what he did.
1: So we'll get to more of Kevin from the Bomber in the Bush. But the other bit of audio I wanted to play was you said. Can you imagine what it's like when Kevin Sheedy gets there and how excited we were to be training whenever it was? I'm not sure Paul Vanderhaar was that excited.
3: I was sort of pretty boring sort of a kid. (laughs) It's probably not much more exciting now, but I, I actually had this idea in my mind that, you know, to be a good footballer, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't smoke, and, yeah, you shouldn't swear unless absolutely necessary. And I suppose... He's, he was totally the opposite to me because he thought the more you did of all those three <laughs> things, the better footballer you've become.
1: No, <laughs> all a, of that is true. Six hours in the wisp getting a bit of humor into his act. All
2: of that is very true. You, very I true. I thought
1: you were harsh on yourself. Um I yeah, was a pretty boring sort of a kid. <laughs> yeah, totally. I still am, as you can tell. <laughs> and then Van came come along and, and took you under along. his wing. What well, about
2: him? He was my mentor. Yeah. Little did it. I know. Yeah. My mum my, my mother would have been horrible. She would have been horrified. You didn't live with Anna, did you? No, 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 no. But he, I up. spent a lot of time with him. He just picked you up
1: in his panel in van. In his panel van. Driving to the game. Everywhere. I know we've, look, some people Off his school who too. listen to our radio <laughs> show would have heard this, but I want you to tell the story about the final, the prelim. I think we've pretty? already told that. have we already told that story? We oh, yeah, I...
2: we've already told that on the pod. Oh, God. That's what happens when you do nine of these. I know. You forget what you've already spoken <laughs> well, about. Well,
1: I loved it. So the bomber in the bush continues. Um, Is that the end of it, though? We're no. Not gonna... No, it's, it's gold. It's just it's like it's like mining for gold, Whispers. <laughs> it's, 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 call me um, Tony Bits, Tony Bits. Tony <laughs> that's my man off the I'll Gold call, Rush show. I'll call you Joseph Goodnick. You yeah, know, mining? No. that's the He's a diamond miner. This is from gold. So, no, there's plenty more still to come for the uh, bomber from the bush.
0: It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over 40 years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.
1: I spoke to people from Kubota. They love the farming segment. They're packaging it up and uh, potentially sending out our farming tips to, to all of the people that come in and buy their equipment i uh, not a, surprised. As an added bonus. As not a, surprised. As an extra if you buy Kubota.
2: You know, the three favorite things in my life right now, apart from family, right, putting family to one side,
1: mm-hmm.
2: one is making a fire either in the pizza oven or the small barbecue or the big barbecue or inside, those four different fires I have to make with different wood, different uh, methodology as well. The second thing would be, very close to the top, would be mowing, and the third thing would be, which I did over Easter with my grandson Hucky, uh, wood splitting. Are
0: yeah. you a wood
1: splitter? Yes, I am. What's your wood splitting technique? Before we get into it, for Kubota, now great friends, shaping and building Australia. I I don't I don't I don't feel good about saying this, but you're kind of a pretend wood splitter.
2: What do you mean? I sent you a photo.
1: No, but you don't. You only. It's like. You eat the meal. You don't prepare it. That's that's where you're at. With expand your on that thought. Well, it's like someone who says, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm a great chef." I say, "No, you're not. You 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 enjoy food. You don't really prepare it. You you don't chop. You don't prepare. You don't go and chainsaw your own wood." You well, get, it
2: depends on how big the wood. No, but that's is. my point. Well, oh, I can't cut down a big tree. Well, I get you pretend. I, that. I get, well. No, I got cowboy into do well, that. Well,
1: cowboy is the is the main woodman.
2: I can't get him back for a while too, because he's on the rodeo circuit <laughs> over know, in America. I now. know
1: he is. But what, you won't cut your own. Well, it was too wood.
2: dangerous. It was too big, and well, I didn't have what, a big enough chainsaw.
1: Well, that's my point. You've got a little but, pretend. You need to get the. Proper chainsaw. Learn the, how to use it. Chop your own wood, and then split it. I, I do. And then you can describe no, yourself no. as a woodman. No, let's, I'm a woodman.
2: I just want to clarify this. I
1: tackled one the other day. Took me an hour and a half
2: to get through it. That's only because your chainsaw was stuck.
1: I did. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't
2: but get it out. It has to, the. As long as the wood is a certain size, yeah. I'm okay with my steel chainsaw. I can I can get through it on the chill. rest still. The case. But, but if it's a big, big one, well, I tried. it's a bit dangerous to be But that's the challenge so of I being get, a woodsman. I get uh, Cowboy in to do it. But anyway, well, we cow. split it. Oh, it is it is one of the more pleasurable jobs to have one of those wood splitters yeah. with the hydraulic arm mm. set it up. And Huxy was there and he was cleaning up the machine. How was Huxy? For, uh, Free. Oh, I hope you. Careful! Oh no, really careful! No, he had the earmuff sign and the whole thing. He, he dropped, dropped a, one
1: on his foot. He, <laughs> he said he dropped the log. Couldn't have been that hand. careful. Broke, <laughs> I, he broke did his third-minute w- <laughs> parcel.
2: <laughs> he did that <laughs> while I wasn't looking. I looked around. He's just standing there with tears streaming down his cheeks. A poor little fella. He, be,
1: he loved sounds it. Sounds to me like, like you're it.
2: cutting some very fresh wood. Ah uh, no, it's old stuff that we've had stacked. Oh well, cowboy cut it last year, did he? He did, as a matter of fact, he did. Thank you for that, because that's exactly well, a point that we need. Point that, out. that is a point we need to underline. See? You You're a, woodsman. It, I'm a woodsman. you, you leave it know. lying in the paddock for a period of time, and it weathers there, ages, and that's when you can start splitting it's it a after two that.
1: Two-person operation, the wood splitting. Good red box it was too.
2: Good red box at, at berms, almost as good as red gum though. The red What box. are you doing for your kindling? Uh pick up sticks. Sticks all over. You know, all the, the light stuff that falls from the tree. That is the perfect. And also, because we prune the vines once a year, all the stuff that we prune, we let that dry out, and that's great fire stuff. Do you use a fire lighter? Never. Never, ever. That's cheat's way of doing it. I use a newspaper. I love newspaper. And it just matches.
1: Have you got enough wood split now for? Four winters. No, you haven't. Four winters we get through. You haven't got four winters worth of wood. Yes, yes, yes. What well, have you got that for? That means you'd have 16 winters worth of wood in four years. Yeah, we've got central heating.
2: Got... We put the central heating on. We don't always have the fireplace going. Well, That's, that's a nighttime activity. It's an ambiance thing. Oh,
1: four winter. Four winter, yeah. I thought you meant four winters. No, four winters, yeah. You've got enough wood for four winters? Yeah, 100%. I've got a big woodshed. What sort of uh, wood splitter is it? <laughs> <laughs> huh?
2: What do you mean? What sort of a wood what splitter? What
1: sort of wood splitter is it? It's a Kubota. Yeah, what? A Kubota 3, It's watt. a three
2: thousand psi. What have you got? I've
1: got a three thousand bfn. A what? What's a bfn? I forgot. It. Borrowed, from Borrowed for the neighbour. That's a bfn. That's what I've said. Haven't you got your own? No, I want one though. When
2: did you borrow it? Two years ago. <laughs> Any chance of returning? It? When?
1: Does he back. want it back?
2: No, you well, it back. he must have a lot of wood.
1: But it is. So our, our farming tip for Gabota: together yeah, no. we're shaping and building Australia, is get out and do your wood. So, I'll tell you what,
2: there's people who've never thought about buying a farm now going out there and buying massive acreage because having listened to our program now for nine weeks, they feel like they can manage a big farm.
1: Yeah, and not only that.
2: Leaving their city job and going out into the bush. Which is what we are.
0: But yeah.
1: there are some hardcore farmers who've learned a fair bit. Fair, fair bit. Well, stuff they thought that they knew. Yeah. and some, some of the abuse my son got from a hardcore farmer about our farming segment that a really? hardcore farmer listened to. Was it positive feedback? No, I wouldn't or no? have said. No, I wouldn't have said positive. But anyway, there you go. That is all for Kubota, our great
0: friends. Quickfire Rabbit Holes for TJM. Handle anything with XGS Premium Suspension by TJM. Visit your local TJM store for a free quote today.
1: Uh, Just quick fire rabbit holes. So Mm. these are little rabbit holes that we might wander down. It might get longer. Quick fire? Quick fire. Okay. Um, The Masters, do you watch much of it? I
2: watched, uh, it was difficult because it was over Eastern and had a lot of family around and a lot of kids, so I didn't really put the TV on and watch a lot of it. Were you happy with it or was the weather, did the weather
1: spoil it a bit for you? Uh, yes, um, no, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Although it got, you know, the weather was made it problematic, and some of the best viewing times had it washed out. But yep. there was drama. The live versus the PGA golfers was great. There was drama with the tree falling down. Extraordinary! Did you see that? Did you just mention that? Didn't you? Yeah. One woman. The tree was falling down. Right between the two trees. Unbelievable. Yeah.
2: How lucky was she?
1: Yeah. So that was great. And, and um, as, as we said, three of the top six or three of the top seven were live golfers. So it was always going to be a big test to see whether or not you know they'd been away from the circuit, whether it affected the way they played. But you know, for much of the tournament, Brooks Kepka was leading mm. and he's a live golfer. Phil Mickelson rattled home, but John Rahm was the man that got the job done. So it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I'll give you a tip. What I was is a, it? I was on the week because we we've got this house. Sorry? We're going to be building this house, right? A house too. So what it is right now, big we're hands. right in the middle of plans, you know, when yep. look, you've look, you done it, you're yep. looking over plans and you're trying to work yep. out what fits and what doesn't. And, and space is yeah. the really
2: important decision. Yeah, how, big's a, how big do you that's need right. to make a room yeah. and how big does your bench need to be?
1: Yes, exactly. Your so workbench. You need to carry around a tape measure in the yes. back. Cause you, so we were at a house on the weekend that had a really big island bench and I thought, geez, that's a big island bench. Mm. And I said, Nick, you got the tape measure in your handbag? Right. She said no, but no. then the, got my niece's husband goes, hey, all you need is this measure. It's a measure app on your phone. I showed you. Yeah. Unbelievable. And just point it at one thing, point at the other, and it gives you the exact measurement. Yeah. So I then, didn't realize that thing existed. How long has that been around? Probably 20 years, I reckon. <laughs> you and I are just waking up to it. Anyway. It's,
2: you can download that. What's all the it's be- called is measure. Okay. So just download the measure app.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. He must have done it for me because I didn't,
2: but it's, it's simple. And there it is. Um, I've been watching this show, and I know that you've watched so I'm a bit of a late convert to it. It's called Million Dollar Listing. It's in New York, okay? Late so convert? It's, but, yeah, it's 15 I, I, years old. I know, but I'm enjoying it. There's three real estate guys. One's Frederick, one's Ryan, and one's Lewis. There's one Lewis. New York
1: and one LA. What? Yeah, they're all in New York, though. No, no. There's a Million Dollar Listing in New York, and there's a Million Dollar Listing in LA. Yeah, but the one I'm watching is the New York Well, that's because that's Million Dollar Listing in New York, yeah. I think I said that, but anyway. Yeah, but there's also, one a, of the sh- thing, there's also a show called Million Dollar Listing thing LA. Frederick and his husband, Yes.
2: what I'm watching now, yes. right, they're trying to have a child, right? Yes. So they've got their eggs donated by a friend and that type of thing, which got me thinking, you know, because they're trying to create, like he says, oh, I-, I want a boy and she – husband says, well, Derek, I think he's name Derek. Derek, yes. he says, yeah, what about a boy? What about we get two? What about we have two girls or we have two boys or we have one girl and one boy? Does that make you feel uncomfortable or not?
1: No, not at all. No. Not at all. But I wanted to ask you this question because i thought, No, course, not the fact that there's two men. About the fact that they're sort of ordering a-
2: Well, it made me think about this in respect to ordering, you know, like I've often thought about, you know, the great players that pass through a football club, yes. right? And- and I'm being serious about this because there will come a time where you can just create, you know, human beings and, you know, we oh. can already do the cloning and all that type of thing. We don't want to get to that. No, well, we'll what, like if you had a sperm bank, I'm being serious now. No
1: one's going to no, – yeah, go on. Well, if, if,
2: if, what, how do we know that there's not sort of like a Manchester United out there or Chicago, one of these massive teams around the world thinking – You know what, like we might be able to create something
1: for us down the track. Well, now that's a different argument because I thought you were going down the path of sort of biologically, genetically ordering a player by saying to a former player, listen, we're going to use your sperm and we're going Mm. to produce another super athlete here on Yeah,
2: Yeah, I am saying that.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope it doesn't get to that stage. Well, who thinks that it may not. Well, I don't, I've never You thought project about your it. mind forward. I've never thought about it. Right. So you think they're masterminding
2: um... Well, I'm not saying they are, but I'm thinking you know, should somebody would a club think along these lines about being able to possibly pre- because we have a father son rule which is different in our sport as opposed to like cause you could have this could happen in America but you're not going to necessarily have a hold over a player mm. but a club a father-son, somebody who
1: qualifies okay.
2: under this guise, right. could end up with some great father-sons.
1: Can I say this to you? Great father-daughters. Can I say this to you? Yes. Can I do some homework on this? Because if yeah. this has hit me out of left field, so I haven't quite got my head around this one. Right. Maybe we can revisit it next week.
2: Okay. You want to examine it in more detail, do you?
1: Well, I want to see if it's possible. I want to see whether it's being done in any right. field. Do
2: you think there's an AFL law or rule that forbids it from... Happening, or would there be a government law or rule I think that would forbid it from happening? I think you're 20 years ahead of your time. Well, that's when you need to be ahead that's of your right. time.
1: That's right. That's what I want to have a sort of a bit of a read about and see whether or not this sort of stuff's happening anyway.
2: Right. Can I just ask you this question? How many bits that were spoken about today have we cut from the podcast? Three. Okay. Only three.
1: And there could be later in the Can we release those at a some stage? Black label edition. <laughs> <laughs> a black label edition.
2: That it's like it's like a special edition of Penthouse or Playboy. It's the You've one that's got a it's the one that's got the cellophane, yeah. Over
1: it, and we'd have to get a lot of legal uh, stuff around it. Next week, funny though. Next week, <laughs> I want to put a couple of things on. Our the producer
2: thinks it's funnier the other stuff. That yeah, no, he's been, been laughing
1: out loud, but none of it's soup. We are we are approaching oh, that time of year. peak soup weather. Yeah. We have we got have we got a facility where people can send in their soup recipes? I would say at no. the rabbit hole.
2: No, don't do that.
1: Why? We just need to talk about it. That's it.
2: You've got next week. You can go with your first soup recipe of the wintry ish season
1: at Rabbit Hole Sen is the place if you want a question. If you want, if there's a rabbit hole you want the whisper eye to go down, mm. we're happy to uh, explore it.
2: There is no topic or subject that <laughs> is- we. Are not prepared no, to have no rabbit hole. A comment about
1: we can't guarantee we'll yeah. make the show. No, but we will have a go at it.
2: That's right, and it may be then released the later. Label. Yeah, the at- Chris. I tell you what, we'll do. We'll put out a black label Christmas edition of the pod- right. of the podcast rabbit okay. hole.
1: So at rabbit hole sen, send in the rabbit hole that you want us to go down. I'm going. I'm going down the soup rabbit hole next week. Right, because soup is what sustains you through these winter months, and if you've got a busy 100%. lifestyle. To have a nice batch of soup in the fridge mm. to go to mm. is a must.
2: Well, you got some of Johnny's uh, tomato sauce to put in your soup.
1: Mm. Yes, I have. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not guaranteeing that I will. The other rabbit hole... I are... gave
2: you tomato sauce. Our friend Johnny from Epping had yeah. spent a lot of time making that, yeah. and your reaction was...
1: What Tim. am I going to do with this wisp? Tim. What am I going to do with this wisp? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I wanted to know what it was, whether it was a passata, whether it was a crushed tomato. You couldn't tell me.
2: I told you it was a combination of the two, more what? like a passata than a crushed tomato, what? and it's in a beer bottle, and what? the beer bottle has to be returned okay. to Johnny Tim.
1: It might go into my minestrone
2: then. Well, perfect for a minestrone, perfect.
1: And the other rabbit hole next week is pets. Pets. We'll talk about our pets. Your pet is one of the great loves of your life. You're a great dog man.
2: I love dogs. I love Brando. I'm
1: a great dog man, but I've got a cat that I looks mean, like a dog. So we'll talk some pets next week. You
2: happy with it? I'm looking forward to it.
1: Anything else?
2: Uh, no, I think that's
1: about it. Happy travels. Oh, yes. And we'll be reviewing the Adelaide trip. If you see Tim and his chauffeur out there, just give him a wave <laughs> too, the Channel 7 wankers. Uh, that's all been for Tire Power. <laughs> selected Toyo Tires. Buy three, get
0: one free. your heart This has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Tune in to 1116 SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to your SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim.